Covering the Dakotas and Western Minnesota with 100,000 watts on 104.7 FM. And on the AM dial, the triple towers of power, the mighty 790 KFGO. KFGO is proud to present the Veterans Hour, an hour dedicated to those serving a higher calling, the latest on veterans affairs and stories of conspicuous gallantry above and beyond the call of duty. And now, the host of the Veterans Hour, commander of the Tri-States Veterans, a Navy man, Dave Rice. Son by Credence Clearwater Revival. And I am Dave Rice, and thank you for that kind introduction, uh, Jack Sunday. Uh, I'm Dave Rice, host of the KFGO Veterans Hour. Uh, today we're going to start off talking about uh, Veterans Day, very appropriate for the Veterans Hour. Veterans Day is next week, Thursday, November 11th. Now there's some confusion between uh, what's the purpose of Memorial Day, Armed Forces Day, and Veterans Day. Well, Memorial Day is a day of mourning. We, the veterans community and our patriotic community, we mourn the loss of those who served before us, the men and women who served in uniform who are no longer with us. And Armed Forces Day, we recognize and honor our currently serving men and women in the Army, Marine Corps, Navy, Air Force, and Coast Guard. Uh, both our uh, Garden Reserve and, and Act Duty. Veterans Day is different than all of them. Veterans Day is a day to celebrate, day to party, day to have a parade, day to thank those who have served in our communities. So uh, Veterans Day, we want to have a, we have some fun. Recognize those who have served. Give a handshake, a hug, or a pat on the back to the veterans in your family and the veterans in your community and the veterans that you work with. So. Veterans Day should be a day of celebration. And we have uh, quite a few veterans activities coming up next Thursday in the Fargo-Moriad area on Veterans Day. And uh, I'll go over a few of those. The main one is uh, we normally have a program on Veterans Day. And this year is going to be at the Fargo Air Museum at 11 o'clock in the morning. We always start at 11 o'clock because Veterans Day or Armistice Day, as it was originally called, was uh, the end of World War One at the 11th hour, 11th day of the 11th month. So, and that was supposedly the war to end all wars. Well, we know better now, but uh, unfortunately, we've had several wars since then. But we celebrate Veterans Day on November 11th. So at noon, we have a program, or 11 o'clock, excuse me, we have a program at the Fargo Air Museum with uh, various activities going on, and there's uh, plenty to see and do out there. We encourage our community to attend 
Fargo Air Museum at 11 o'clock on Veterans Day for that program. Now, we also have veterans organizations in our community who have a celebration of their own, at least recognize uh, those veterans. And the one is uh, the Fargo VFW and the Fargo American Legion are joining together at the Fargo VFW, and they're on 202 Broadway. They're going to be serving stew at noon, and then uh, the Red River Valley Veterans Concert Band will play at 1. And I'm going to have uh, somebody from the Veterans Concert Band come on in just a few minutes to go over their exhaustive schedule for that day and throughout the year. But, okay, Fargo VFW, Fargo American Legion, uh, at noon, serving stew. Fargo AMVETS, and they're on uh, 1001 First Avenue South, they're going to be serving SOS at noon. Now, SOS, that's an acronym that stands for Chip Beef on Toast, if you know what I mean. And then uh, various activities throughout the day. So the Fargo AMBETS, again, noon, SOS. And this is available to all community members, veteran and non-veteran alike. Moorhead American Legion, they're serving stew at noon uh, until gone. And they're out there in Moorhead at 303 30th Street North in Moorhead. And the band is going to stop there at 3. Dilworth VFW, also serving stew, at 4.30 until gone. And they're out there at 505 Center Avenue West in Dilworth. And guess what? The Red River Valley Concert Band is going to be there as well. And then uh, the last main uh, celebration will be at the West Fargo VFW. They have a program starting at 1045 where they raise colors, raise the flag, at the POW MIA Park just north of their club. And then they have a program inside at 11. And the band will be there at 7 p.m. So that's a very full day for the band. And speaking of the band, we have Mr. Perry Clevin on the line. Uh, I, I might have his title wrong. President of the Red River Valley Veterans Concert Band. And he's going to expand upon uh, that schedule a little bit and tell us more about the Red River Valley Veterans Concert Band. Thanks for joining us, Perry. Thanks for coming online. You bet, Dave. Thank you very much for the invite. We we are so looking forward to this after the uh, 2020 uh, absence of our band being our normal 40-plus concerts a year down to almost zero. So we had an unfortunate event where we're definitely in the public eye, and we uh, we certainly look forward to every uh, Veterans Day to put on uh, normally five to six concerts. This year we're going to do five, and you, you hit all the high spots, I believe. The uh, only uh, one that I can think of is that the Moorhead Legion's at 3.30. Uh, it's 11, 1, 3.30, 5, and 7, if I'm not mistaken, oh, Dave. It's, okay. on our web- it's on our website as well. Okay, thank so you for we, pointing we, that out. Yeah, yes, sir. No, it's going to be a, a full, a really full day. Um, we, uh, Bernie McKigney, our director, is going to lead us uh, through the whole day. We have uh, anywhere from 30, I'm going to say 30-plus players coming in to uh, – Put on different programs at every location, and we certainly we certainly look forward to that every year. Uh, we are an all volunteer group, and we want to uh, really uh, how can I say, basically you know say thank you to all the veterans, and that's our whole goal is to kind of uh, our uh, the whole band is wrapped right around that. With many of the veterans, uh, we have uh, General Lawrence Wood that are very active players in there. So we look forward to that, Dave. Well, very good. And I, I really like your guys' model, spreading patriotism through music. 
That's yes, sir. That's great. Yes, sir. And that's what that you do. Is, yes, sir. That is our top foremost thing, and we one of the very few groups uh, in the area, and we've been doing it for many years. As you know, we we rub elbows many times, and uh, you've got to hear our concerts, and hope hopefully everybody enjoys them. Oh, we do, we do. I look forward to every time I, I can get to one of your concerts, uh, I go because it, they're always fantastic. Now, all these well, these five concerts on uh, Veterans Day, you play about an hour or so at each location. Uh, uh, approximately forty-five minutes at each location. We we uh, will will have a, a really nice little program. Like we have a very uh, how can I say well-oiled machine. We have a lot of good uh, songs to play. Very recognizable. Uh, we have a MC Kathy Keel is our our, our MC for the group, and she really kind of expounds on how we uh, put our program together. So we have a lot of a uh, lot of good surprises coming up uh, this Thursday. We uh, we we're one of the very mobile mobile bands in town that uh, really uh, kind of spread it all over, and we're we're very happy to do that every year. Mobile is a a real key there you probably set up at the air museum probably about 10 o'clock and you don't you don't you don't tear down for the final time until eight o'clock or so <laughs> yes yeah it's a long day and then this is this is five this year it's been the past in 19 we did six of i think 18 and 19 we did six concerts so we tore down six different times but no we have good good group of volunteers um people that are very um dedicated to this group and we we enjoy every one of them we really do now in addition to veterans day you play uh, a good part of the year you mentioned something like 40 concerts during the year well we on a, on a normal functioning year uh, i believe we have uh, in, in combinations every thursday night we have a either rehearsal or a concert and the concert would usually entail local concerts just one uh one per evening at uh, Bethany on 42nd or Eventide, uh, the retirement centers around Fargo. And if we go on the road to Wapaton, we'll go to a retirement center, and then we'll either go to a uh, Vets or American Legion, or we've gone to the college. We've, we've kind of uh, aligned ourselves with some of the colleges. Uh, Valley City is one of them. Wapaton's one of them. We really um, try to spread out, and they, we, we're certainly uh, welcome there anytime. So it's uh, it's been really nice to uh, to do that. But yeah, we've I think we've lined up on anywhere of forty plus concerts. Um, our group is you know um, when it tops out at forty five players, it's it's a great feeling and a great sound. Oh, very good. Well, Perry, thank you very much. But before you leave, uh, you, yes, you, you mentioned your volunteers, but give us a web page, Facebook, uh, if the if the community yep. wants to help uh, support your organization, where where can they go? Yeah, you can go right to right to our website. Uh, the Red River Valley Veterans Concert Band is rrvvcb.org. and uh, we just updated our, updated our website. You can click on find our schedule, find our programs, find our players. Um, you can make donations, and we are uh, also listed in the uh, Giving Hearts every year this, as well in February. So anyway, we, we welcome that, and the, the community supports us very nicely. And in turn, we just roll that over to support uh, our veterans, and that's the main thing is to say thank you. Very good. Well, thank you, Perry Clevin, Red River Valley Veterans Concert and Band, and please extend that thank you to your fellow musicians. in the. I will. 
Very good. We're going to take our first break, and when we come back, we're going to talk to Lori Izog from the Veterans Honor Flight. And you'll stop crying. Many of you recognize that song. That's the Marine Corps theme song. And I want to recognize our brothers and sisters of the Marine Corps. Uh, November 10th, Marine Corps birthday. And some of the Marine Corps League members are getting together on their birthday, Wednesday, November 10th at 5 p.m. at at Labby's, North North, uh, 19th Avenue North, uh, getting together and doing a little camaraderie and telling stories and maybe having something to eat and a beverage or two. So Marine Corps veterans, active duty or reserve, uh, you're welcome to attend. That is the Marine Corps League. They're going to meet at Lappies at 510 on November 10th to celebrate the Marine Corps birthday. Okay, on the line now I have Lori Izog. She is our events coordinator for our Veterans Honor Flight of North Dakota, Minnesota. And although there's a fundraiser going on right at this very minute, there are a couple fundraisers coming up that we want to plug and, and make sure the community knows about. So, Lori, thank you for uh, being online today, and why don't you let us know about that Force and Hankinson event? Well, hi, Dave. Um, actually, right now I'm at the first bingo. That's for the Veterans Honor Flight, and everybody's having a great time. They're winning purses, good food, and and a good silent auction. So today's been a good day so far. Very good. Um, Yeah. So one of the first fundraisers is um, November 13th in Detroit Lake at the American Legion. The Knights District um, Auxiliary President is holding a meatball dinner for the Honor Flight. It's that Saturday from 5 to 8. So any of you guys that are out want a nice drive or just in the DL area, Come on down for a nice meatball dinner. And then the next one for our big fundraiser here in town is we're going to have our Veterans Honor Flight Jersey Night at the Fargo Fort. So the date is November 27th. Um, It's the Saturday over Thanksgiving. So if you have a lot of family in town and you want to get out and do something fun together, this is going to be a wonderful, wonderful event. We are so looking forward to it. Um, we're going to have a uh, giveaway, a $100 Shields gift card for the Chuck-a-Puck event. And also, the first 1,000 fans that come in, um, sponsored by American Crystal, receive a beanie hat, and they're really nice. So and you know how our winters are. Mm-hmm. That'll come in handy. <laughs> yeah. But um, the puck will drop at 6.05. And seriously, folks, it's going to be a very special puck drop. You don't want to miss it. Better bring your Kleenex, because this is going to be awesome. And also at that event, um, we're having a silent auction. And one of the main things on the silent auction is the signed Adam Thielen jersey. So I know how everybody just loves the Vikings. So they ought to come out just for that jersey. And there's a lot of NDSU um, gifts on the silent auction, plus one from Cut Steel for axe throwing. And and then at the end of the game, um the players will go on the ice and then they will get their jerseys auctioned off. So, and they're beautiful. They are just beautiful jerseys. So you guys are in town and um, need something to do that Saturday night. 
come on out and visit us, and we'll have our T-shirts for sale, and and um, it'll just be a fun family event. So that's on November 27th at 6.05. And then another big fundraiser that we're having is Saturday, December 11th. It's going to be held at the Hankinson Community Center. Word has that they have a beautiful new Hankinson Community Center. So they graciously have, we're going to put on a holiday bingo game there. So I actually heard that Santa and Mrs. Claus and all their elves were going to be at this bingo game. So just to meet Santa, you ought to come out. But it starts, social hour will be at 3.30 that Saturday. 4.30 is a dinner. And 5.30 is the bingo. Now, if you would like seats, you can go to our webpage, veteranshonorflightofndmn.org. You can order tickets online, or it's all on that page. You can call David and get tickets. And there's wonderful, wonderful gifts. There's, like, um, Toby McPherson, a World War II Mustang ride. There's guns. There's um, Apple Watch. There's some high-quality purses. There's a Roomba vacuum cleaner, but I don't know if anybody... Somebody might want that, but the tickets, you know, but the tickets are $50, which includes 20 bingo games, one drink ticket, and a meatball meal. So that is just going to be awesome. We heard that some of the local celebrities were going to call the bingo. I heard that Joel will be there to call at least one set of bingo. So, yeah, it'll be fun. And Hankinson and the surrounding areas are great supporters of the Veterans Honor Flight. So that'll be a fun event that's coming up. And then, of course, you know, Christmas comes and we take a little break over Christmas. But the next big event would be January 30th. We have our hot dish contest at the American Legion in Moorhead. So everything that's coming up, you can go to our webpage and then see our list of events. Because there'll be more coming up, too, with Giving Hearts Day. And, yeah, so we're just kicking and getting everything rolling right now. Very good. A lot of activities. Even though we're not flying, we're raising money because we've got, well, probably close to 400 veterans on the waiting list. Last I heard, there was over 150 Korean War veterans and uh, right. 300 uh, Vietnam veterans. So we have a long way to go once we get back in the yes, air. Yes, we do. So we could use a lot of support. Now, back to the Hankinson. Uh, there limited number of tickets, correct? Yes, I believe there is 400, and I think there, she's selling, we're selling 425 Okay, and so there's, there's still tickets available? Center. Yes, there is still tickets, but they're going fast because, you know, it's such a, a good different um, prizes. You know, it's not just geared towards men or women. It's geared towards everybody. So, yeah. Okay. So it'll be fun. Okay, and then uh, Wild Rice Bar and Grill, they're, they're doing fundraisers every other Wednesday uh, with meat raffles for us. Yes, they've had a lot of. A lot of support out there from the wild rice area, and it is fun. They have good selection of meats, and their their um, restaurant has got good food. So you go out there, and you can do some meat raffles and have a meal, and it's it's a lot of fun. Okay, and before we let you go, Larry, Larry, uh, uh, you mentioned the website, <coughs> Facebook. Why don't you give those uh, uh, addresses one more time? Okay, so you can actually go on Facebook and um Search us for Veterans Honor Flight of NDMN, and you can follow us on Facebook, or you can go to our webpage, which would be Veterans Honor Flight of NDMN.org. 
and that that tells you everything you know what new stuff is coming up and we're always looking for events so if anybody out there wants to host an event we sure you know we can come and help you and it, it, it's it's always a lot of fun Very a lot good. of our local veterans come out to our events so it's always fun seeing them and we have a we have a terrific uh board of directors for our veterans honor flight of north dakota minnesota and in addition to that we have some terrific terrific volunteers who are yes, spending their own time and money supporting our program so uh, uh check check out the events and uh stop by and, and thank our volunteers that are out there raising money to send our heroes to washington dc uh, to see their memorials yes um we all appreciate so much the support that our community gives us and our service clubs, we couldn't do it without them. So we want to thank you also, all of you that have donated or take your time to come to an event. It really means something because without our veterans, if you look at it that way, we wouldn't be here. So I always just feel like there are heroes and this is what we can do to give back to them. That is correct. And our fundraisers, if we see a kid put 45 cents into the donation jar, or we get a $10,000 donation from a corporate sponsor, every donation is certainly appreciated. Everyone, yes. Okay, Lori Zog, thank you very much for coming online, and thank you for all the work you do for our veterans, making our Veterans Honor Flight uh, uh, possible. Well, thank you, Dave, for everything you do. We okay. couldn't do it without you. Very good. Thank you. Well, we're going to take our second break, and when we come back, there's a lot of talk about uh, COVID vaccines, and we, we got the head uh, doctor out there at the Fargo VA Medical Center who's going to tell us more about COVID vaccines. This is Dave Rice on the KFGO Veterans Hour, and this hour we have uh, Dr. Rondo, Jeffrey Rondo, from the Fargo VA Medical Center, a hospital there, where he serves as chief of staff. And I also want to note that uh, Dr. Rondo is an Army veteran, so happy Veterans Day in advance, Doc. Well, thank you very much, Dave. It's a, it's a pleasure to be on with you. Okay. Well, it's Pleasure to have you. We need somebody knowledgeable to cover these. We tell people, don't get your, your advice on the street corner. Go to a medical professional, and that's and that's you. <laughs> so well, there you go. And yeah, you 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 make a very good point. There's a there's a lot of information out there, and uh, everybody needs to to really be cautious about uh, getting their information from the most reliable sources. And I'll and I'll certainly do my very best to provide that information to you today. Okay, great. We appreciate that very much. Uh, some people ask, uh, hey, have you got your third shot yet? And uh, right. other people call it a, a booster. There's a difference between a booster and a third shot, right? Yeah, there sure is. And, and you make a really good point. And, and uh, you know, when I talk about this, I often tell folks that, uh, you know, words really matter. So uh, the concept of a third dose versus a booster, I mean, the terms sound pretty similar, and they're sometimes used interchangeably, but they're actually very different. So the third dose uh, is designed for people who have moderate to severe uh, immunocompromised states. And that's a very small uh, population uh, or percentage of, the, of our adult population, about 3%, uh, quite frankly. So, you know, the obvious question is, well, what constitutes moderate to severe uh, immunocompromise? 
And typically, these are patients who uh, have cancer or are being actively treated, uh, perhaps with chemotherapy agents, uh, uh, patients who have had transplants, uh, patients who uh, perhaps are living with HIV or are, are, are taking very specific immunosuppressive drugs. So those patients need a third dose. Uh, you know, there are three primary uh, vaccine products that are out there, Moderna, Pfizer, and Johnson & Johnson. So the third dose has been approved just for Moderna and Pfizer. So there is no third dose for Johnson & Johnson. So when you're going to get a third dose, you would want to be at least 28 days after completing your second dose of Moderna or your second dose of Pfizer. And that's, um, you know, I'm going to now kind of shift and draw the distinction to boosters. So the best way to think about third dose versus booster, I think, is this way. So third dose, these are for people who, because of their immunocompromised state, they never really mounted the immune response that the rest of us did. So that third dose kind of gets them up to where they should have been but weren't, were not ever there. A booster really is designed for the rest of us. That's for those of us who don't have an immunocompromised state, per se. We did mount a really good immune response, but then over time, that immune response is starting to wane. The, you know, the initial vaccine series remains highly effective in reducing the likelihood of infection and preventing severe illness and hospitalization or death. But that booster helps really kind of boost, as the name would suggest, the antibody protection. So the, the big question that comes up that I get all the time is, well, can I receive a booster? So if your primary series, if your first set of vaccines was with Moderna or Pfizer, most everybody can. What do I mean by most everybody? If you're over 65, then absolutely you can get the Moderna or Pfizer booster. If you're younger than 65, in that 18 to 65 age group, you can get it if you are a resident in a long-term care setting, so think of a nursing home. You can get it if you have an underlying medical condition, and there are a whole bunch of medical conditions that would qualify. COPD, diabetes, obesity, depression, all kinds of different medical conditions uh, would make it reasonable for you to get a booster. When do you want to get that booster? six months after you got the, the second shot of Moderna or Pfizer. Now, that's in distinction, Dave, to the J&J &J vaccine. If you got J&J, &J, everybody can get a booster. There's no age requirement. You just have to be over 18. There's no medical condition requirement, nothing like that. If you got J&J, &J, then two months after, not six, but two months after your J&J &J vaccine, you'd be eligible for a booster. And the thing that's been reported in the news is this concept of mix and match, which uh, basically, if you're appropriate for a booster, you can get whichever one you want. So if you got J&J &J as your first vaccine and you want to get a Moderna booster, that's okay. If you got Moderna as your primary series and you want a Pfizer booster or you want a J&J &J booster, that's okay too. Um, you know, it is uh, flu season and flu shot season is, uh, we are knee deep in it. So the other thing for folks to know is that you can get the flu shot at the same time as you get your booster vaccine. And also here at the VA, uh, thanks to the Save Lives Act, we were able to vaccinate 
spouses and caregivers of veterans. So we can give you your booster shot if you're a spouse or a caregiver under the Save Lives Act. We just can't give uh, flu shots to uh, the spouses at this time. So, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of the story. So that was a, a really good question. Okay, very good. And uh, see see your own private uh, physician, I suppose. They'll help you wade through that, too, if you if you have any questions. Most certainly, yeah. Your, your own private physician, certainly, hopefully, uh, all of the folks on your call are, are getting their care at the VA. Um, you know, we can help with that. We are doing vaccines uh, this week as well as next week, uh, 9 to 3, every single day, Monday through Friday. And we actually are finalizing a plan to get out to all of our community-based clinics, or most all of them, uh, during the week of November 15th. We're going to be, we have plans to hit Fergus Falls, uh, Minot, Bismarck, Jamestown, uh, Devil's Lake, Bemidji. Uh, We're still working on some plans for uh, Grand Forks and Williston and Dickinson. And we're really trying to line up venues, but uh, we are very close to getting all of that finalized. So we're pretty excited. Very good. So it's not only Fargo, but you're going statewide uh, with that booster and those shots. Yep, that's correct. And very certainly good. we have a number of veterans who choose, you know, for whatever reason, maybe they're coming to town, they're going to they're gonna come and get it at the Fargo VA. But we also want to try to push vaccine out to all of our, all, all of our clinic locations. Do you have any uh, final uh, comments about the folks who are uh, resistant to any vaccine or especially the booster one? Sure. Yeah, I, I, I guess the, the one thing that I would say is it's, uh, you know, I, I and I think all people in the medical profession, we respect that position and we respect your decision. You know, at the end of the day, we're not trying to, to coerce people. We want to try to uh, present uh, data and facts to patients as best as we can, but we all recognize this has become uh, a pretty controversial area. Uh, but at the end of the day, we know that the vaccine and third doses and boosters are our best opportunity to try to uh, prevent severe disease and hospitalization and death. You know, one death is too many. All we're looking to do is to try to get as many vaccines into as many arms uh, as possible. You know, is it perfect? No but it's the best opportunity we have to, to try to get this thing licked and, and get the pandemic behind us. Very good. Well, I had my two regular at my booster there, and uh, uh, congratulations to your staff. They're highly professional, very courteous. Uh, I just like going there because yeah, I have a good experience every time I go. Well, there you go. Well, thank you for u- using us, and uh, I appreciate the, uh, the kind words. I'll certainly uh, pass them on to the folks that are doing the, doing the vaccinations. Very good. That was Dr. Rondo from Rondo from the uh, Fargo VA Medical Center talking about uh, COVID shots or vaccine shots and boosters. Thank you, doctor. You are very welcome. Have a great rest of the day. Okay, you too. We'll take a break now and we'll come back and hear more from the Fargo National Cemetery. Yeah, that's the uh, theme song for the United States Air Force. And today on the line, or next on the line, we have uh, uh, an Ar- I believe Army, a National Guard a retiree, a longtime member of our Department of Defense, Marvin Nickley. And Marvin serves as a Fargo Memorial Honor Guard commander. I- I'm a volunteer out there. I'm on the firing squad. I've done a lot, a lot of funerals out there. 
I and all of my fellow volunteers out there will 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 stay with say without a doubt that Marvin Neckley works the hardest and does puts in the most hours of anybody out there working with the Fargo Memorial Honor Guard. So I wanted to get Marvin online to publicly thank him, and he's got some updated information he wants to share with us. So Marvin, thank you for what you do for our departed veterans and their families, and uh, thank you for coming online today. Well, good afternoon, David. It's a pleasure to be on your show, and thank you for your invite, and also thanks for all the kind words. Remember, it's a team effort out there. Well, very good. Thank you. Okay, why don't you start off, Marvin, just telling us a little bit uh, what is a Fargo Memorial Honor Guard? What what do we do, and 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 what makeup? Uh, who does what out there? Fargo Memorial Honor Guard has been uh, made up of numerous or of the various veteran organizations in the Fargo Memorial area, and uh, they're all volunteers. Um, we perform at at all um, internments out there except for spouses that are not veterans. Otherwise, uh, they all get get their final resting. They get their military honors. The uh, Fargo Memorial Honor Guard is made up of a squad leader and seven riflemen and, and one bugler and a, and a part-time chaplain. And by that, I mean we have a 20-year veteran Air Force veteran that's an ordained minister. And he fills in as as the clergy, or how we call him chaplain, whenever a clergy cannot make it out there for the internment, and uh, that's locally and from out of town. And he he's performed in numerous of them and does a super job. The rifle team consists of seven riflemen and the squad leader, and their main op uh, job is the fire of the three volleys over a folded flag or over a tabletop flag that was uh, taken off of the casket. And the bugler, when they, when they get through firing the three volleys, then our bugler plays the taps. Okay, so on average, there's anywhere from, what, 10 to 12 volunteers out there for every internment uh, that they've done? Uh, yes, and uh, internments are... Uh, at 9, 10, and 11 a.m., and 1 and 2 p.m. And there's times we've had four, three and four, and occasionally five, all five spots are filled. And once you fill out and, and volunteer for that day, and I make out the duty roster, you're, you're on for all internments, no matter what times. If it's 10 o'clock, and then we have to wait until 1 o'clock. It's the same team that stays there and does the internment for that day. Very good. And uh, for a recap, uh, the cemetery has been open about two years. We had a dedication ceremony in September 2019, and they started interring uh, veterans out there shortly thereafter. So we've been in operation a little over two years. Do you have a feel for uh, how many uh, internments there have been and what types of internments? Uh, yes, I do. Um, we have, uh, as of the end of, of October, we're at 400, uh, roughly 491 internments out there. 
Um, and that includes this uh, veterans and, and their spouses, and it consists of the roughly 106 urns in the columbarium, 259 urns in the ground, and 124 caskets, and two on the memorial wall. Okay, so a uh, vast majority, you know, about 75% or so are, are urns and, and 25% caskets. Yes, it's it's it in that vicinity. Okay, and uh, you you do a lot of work, Marvin. That we do, you do more work than we even know about. I'm sure, but uh, funerals are it's up to the family what what they want. Uh, if they're uh, if they're honorably discharged veteran, they're in, uh, entitled <coughs> to military funeral honors. Uh, but you don't have to. The family doesn't have to have the three-gun volley, for example, if they don't want to. Uh, there's flag folding, there's coins. Can, uh, what what services are offered to the family? Well, of course, the family comes first, and they decide what they want. Uh, if they may have had full honors, were probably given at the church service or at the funeral home uh, services, they can choose not to have military honors out at the cemetery. So it's whatever they they wish is what we do. Um, so they, if they received a flag, if if the Marine Corps, Army, whoever, whatever branch the veteran was, if the Marine Corps or the branch has already done the flag folding and presented the flag to the next of kin, uh, they only do that once. Uh, yes, the, the flag presenting uh, to the family after it's folded is only done once. Um, but they can have the the firing of the volley and the cap. If it, they had it after, after the church services or at the funeral home and they come out to the, cemetery, the National Cemetery, uh, they're still entitled to an, uh, another volley and, and cap for their uh, final resting spot. And uh, that happens a lot. Very good. And, uh, and when we do the three-gun volley, there are seven rifles firing three times for a total of 21 spent casings. And uh, you collect those casings and present them to the next of kin, right? That's right. There's, there's a 21 uh, rifle salute, uh, uh, seven rifles of three volleys, and, uh, and after the ceremony, the rifle team picks up the spent casings. We have a special pouch that we go up and present that to the family. And if they're a North Dakota veteran, then they get a, a North Dakota Memorial Veterans Service coin along with that. And uh, um, the family can also select, say the deceased was the uh, past commander or was a member of the local honor guard for the Legion or BF or whatever the organization was, they can request to have their honor guard do the uh, honors out at the cemetery, and that happens occasionally. And if that's what the family wants, that's the way we do it. Uh, we perform in all types of weather. We haven't uh, missed one yet. We've stood through some heavy rains. The only way one will be that we will not do one is if the family cancels it because of cold weather or the 
a storm coming or whatever. Otherwise, we're there and we're there to perform for the veterans and the family. Yep, very good. And then it's up to the family. If they want to disperse those 21 casings to various members of their family, they, that's up to them if they want to do that. And and the yep. coin, coin rep uh, referred to, uh, that was a, a North Dakota coin. It's a, it was by the Veterans of North Dakota uh, Military Funeral Honor coin, and that is also presented to the next of kin. And I don't, I don't think we talk about this a lot, Marvin, but uh, family members can purchase additional coins if they like uh, through the Department of Veterans Affairs. Just go to nd.va.gov/veterans, and uh, you know if there's two brothers or three, four or five family members, they can purchase additional coins if they choose to. And they're, they're $10 each, but there is, there's one uh, free coin to the next of kin of every North Dakota veteran. And that's good uh, at any cemetery, any, ch- any uh, funeral home, any church. Uh, that's a standard procedure. Yes, and uh, that's one, and you're right. That's one thing we failed to talk about and mention to the funeral directors to mention to the families that if they should want more than one, they can purchase them. Okay, very good. And uh, Marvin, we got to go, but uh, if people want to learn more about our, they can go to uh, Veterans uh, Fargo Memorial Honor Guard. We have a Facebook page. They can take a look at that. Okay, thanks again, Marvin, for coming okay. online, and thanks for all you do. But we need to we need to sign off here today. I hear the sound of taps. I listen to the bugler play, and I feel a sudden chill. I wonder how many times the taps have meant amen. When a flag has draped the coffin of a brother or a friend, I think of all the mothers, fathers, husbands, and wives, and children with interrupted lives. I think about a graveyard at the bottom of the sea, or unmarked graves in Arlington. No, freedom isn't free. Thank you, KFGO, for letting us veterans have this hour. We thank Paul Lines for being our producer today, and we look forward to our next show of the KFGO Veterans Hour. If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life, and I had to start again with just my children and my wife. Thank my lucky stars to be living here today Cause the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away